0: Welcome to Construction Cashflow. The faster cash flows, the faster wealth grows. I'm your host, Stu Davidson, and I'd like to take a moment to introduce our incredible sponsor, Know Your Numbers. Understanding your cash flow is the cornerstone of success. It's what Construction Cashflow and Know Your Numbers are all about. For more about Know Your Numbers, click the Know Your Numbers link in the podcast notes to start your journey of financial enlightenment that could literally transform your business. In this episode I'm thrilled to introduce our exceptional guest Yelena van Veeren. Her 20-year journey in real estate investing spans continents filled with remarkable highs, challenging lows and invaluable lessons. Yelena's insights are a beacon of inspiration as she discusses her journey and the key factors needed to become a successful property investor. From the importance of mental and emotional readiness to her unwavering drive to complete what she starts, her wisdom is a testament to resilience in the property development field. Continuous self-development, a positive mindset, and financial peace of mind are her cornerstones. She now mentors investors on personal growth and property investing. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to Yelena Van Viren. Hi, Yelena. It's a thrill to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Oh, thank
1: you, Stuart. Great to be here. Doing well, and it's always well and not well altogether makes it life, right? So it's good, good and bad, yeah, altogether, I would say.
0: (laughs) But dealing with it very well, thank you. So, Yelena, tell us about your story, about the highs, lows, challenges, and the successes that you've had.
1: The story started actually 20 years ago, Um, just shortly started to invest in the real estate uh, because of the fears of not to have your own home or traveling around the world and not to have any income or certain profession and got into it with actually lots of passion. Passion, not for income, but for the creation of it. So it combined both. It did combine both. Uh, and I've been very successful first, I would say 15 years until I wanted to have more and more in order not to have more money, but to explore yourself more in a different field of the real estate or property development as we all start with something what is affordable like a small houses i invested in canada then i moved to europe and invested in estonia montenegro germany and then i end up investing in the uk that's where actually i'm the longest time investing here due to a certain reasons um, and i've got into the property which i am in right now it's in my hotel the property is thousand square meters and uh, it's got me into the problems, uh, problems basically on every single day during a couple of years. That's where I realize, and on your question, how are you doing? I'm doing bad and good because every day bring something. I don't see it bad anymore because I build up understanding of what is bad. Uh, I never actually say that word bad. <laughs> I'm doing bad, Yeah. <laughs> But in some cases, yes. And what I did uh, realize, so the development I went to, like this hotel, I bought a rundown building of 1,000 square meters just because I could afford it by saving all this year, 15 years. I saved money and I thought, that's what I'm going to do. That's in one place, one big project and I did not know, did not realize, of course, because I didn't have experience, but I had lots of ambitions and I've had lots of confidence in myself because during financial crisis in 2008, I was making cash flow of 35% return investment and I thought I can do all and I will be successful. And I calculated, I've got some advisory. But we know even in small projects, things can go wrong, but in a big, huge project can go hugely wrong. And I did not know how to deal with that. And now I'm realizing it's not about money. Uh, It's about preparation, of course, but it's about how you accept those difficulties. And that's what I had to learn how to change my character. I learned how to. Of course, with some help, until I've gotten to the kind of like a black hole. And I realized things what I was not doing right about reactions on certain difficulties. And that was, I, I think this is the key of how we feel about the problems. So that's where I am. I, and I'm putting it actually based off that conversation, how I've got there, based on who I am. And it's not about four walls and the roof and the amount of money. It's about how you get the money, who you are by getting money, who you are while you're working on the project, what you talk about. And what a very important part I realize, we should never hide our fears when we speak to professionals because they are people as well. And they have to understand where you're coming from. I'm putting it actually more psychologically now, but that that's the way it is. The hotel is completed after five years of working on it. I decide to make a small extension in the backyard, in the beer garden, extension of the roof where uh, can be done like a more a breakfast or events, and to place the small microbrewery in it. So as we speak, actually, right after this meeting, after the podcast, I'm meeting with architect and engineer. QS is coming. And uh, today is the start of the uh, professional preparation of the project of the yeah, a roof in the beer garden. So that's uh, where I am. And also, one more thing, uh, I decided to go back to smaller projects, which are by let It became, and it looked to me very easy. It's like a I can say piece of cake, although it has the difficulties in it as well. And what I realized now I'm doing one project today is the signing of the completion of the purchase today's uh, lots of things <laughs> happen and, uh, and I already had some difficulties with that. Although I went through more than 50 deals of buy to let. And you learn every single time you learn. So there is never, as I mentioned, been, I've been so confident into what I'm doing for the last 15 years by making money, saving from the buying, selling, uh, from the cash flows, moving from country to country, my real estate investment. But even after 20 years, there are still situations and it wasn't a situation. It was me who created that situation. It came from my part of character, which I also looked into, and I realized that who am I in that little part of the completion? Because I've gotten into the situation with the, we have situations with every person we meet, the way they react and we react on them. Uh, So... Yeah, I made my mistake this time. But anyways, completion is going through. Things are corrected and everything is in order. So you never can say, I am fully confident what I'm doing. I am confident what I'm doing, but I know now I'm confident that I can correct the mistake during the process. That's what I
0: would say. What an amazing story and so many questions for you, Yelena. On that, and I'm really drawn to your personal journey. I mean, you're an amazing property developer, property investor. You've been doing it for many years and in many different countries as well. So I have some questions around that. The first one is your exploration of yourself. Where do you find that energy? And you mentioned earlier on, it's, it wasn't really the motivation of the money, but the journey. And where where do you find it in yourself to find the energy to, to do what you do? Uh,
1: first of all, I do not like incompleted things. If something incomplete, even something unsaid, I have to complete to make it clear, even to go back to the issue or unfinished things it has to be completed and it drives me constantly i'm thinking about it so to get rid of those thoughts which i haven't something i haven't done i just wanted to go back to finish it and go so whenever i start i have to finish that's the number one even i saw the project was difficult like with the construction but i could not finish it because i don't know what I can expect in the future and it's my learning process and that's what was my decision and if it is my decision, I want to have it done. It used to be I felt like I wanted to have validation uh, from my parents, you know, it's more from closest people. It's not anymore. Again, when you get into difficulties emotional and with difficulties with yourself you're looking for professional help or some sort of courses or development courses self-development so that's where i realize i am doing it for myself and not for my mom and dad or in some not not for friends definitely so that's just for myself so i am more clear with myself and i had to understand who am i yeah that's the the way I deal with things to complete and also passion I love to do I love to learn new things definitely and if I stop on a halfway I don't know what I would know when I finish it so it's a benefit for yourself to more confidence and since actually I've completed the building I've got the confidence of training other people how to invest because I can now, I can see the fears of people, where are they going to? Because again, the technical part of it is clear. We can write down numbers on the paper. uh, We can draw the project and it looks simple from the side. But when we enter, we work with people and people's people's relationship to you would come from you yourself. And now by talking to uh, young investors, I can clearly see (laughs) in the small things, in the small details, within five minutes of a couple of questions, you can already see fears, you can see how person dealing with things, but it's not five Mm -hmm. minutes fix, of course, it's, it takes some experience, but that's,
0: that's my passion. That's what also drives complete. Of course. And you you mentioned fear a few times and reactions in property development, in construction in particular, where the different parties are constantly reacting to themselves and others are reacting to their reactions. And it becomes very confrontational at times. It becomes, you know, it's a, a massive industry for litigation. I think at the last count, the legal disputes in construction uh, is a five billion pound industry in the UK. So I, I think it's amazing that you're you're very much on looking at the person, maybe the people we're working with, as opposed to. Yes we all have to have keys and C's and contracts, but you know you you mentioned in your training courses that the first thing you look at is is what, what might be their fears what might be them as a person, how they react to things are they so it seems to me that what you're saying is that you have to develop yourself in order to develop your business just just uh, I'd like to just explore that around um, you've learned about how your um, your own self in in terms of your reactions and then uh, circumstances when things go wrong for example how do you react with the team around you
1: first of all a noticeable reaction when you don't like something or you're against something the best thing is of course to open up yourself and to say in this part i'm afraid of for example just this morning i had two paragraphs of the contract i asked to explain it first what does it mean to make sure that I understand it? So in this case, I reacted like it's very too strict. It's too strict financially. Um, it isn't my understanding. So it is a reaction because I react back by thinking that somebody wants to come and get it, right? So that's the fear that someone will take away from you something. So that because there are two fears: to lose or to gain. So there's two things in life. That's only two fears, so then you realize. (laughs) What are you afraid, to lose or to gain what you don't want? So in this case, I ask for explanation. Instead of reacting of what I think those two paragraphs about, I'm asking first to understand the other party. And then I will see what is my next reaction without building up the story about it. So that's where I realized that that's the way I would deal with some um, fears, I would say. Another, another way when, of course, as you said, people also react on what you react and that can create some negativity. So in this case, it's better just straight away open up. Not, it's not necessary straight away. It's just to understand it first. And sometimes you ask questions, you understand people and you think, that's good that I did not react i did not show my reaction and it's all the time helps every single time it works because every time when we react we think one way and then person may close down and never explain so in this case it's a, a people to each other have to be open and what i notice it's not to be a prejudice or there's more men working in the industry in this industry especially like with the finance and the construction. I would say even 98%, I think, men working. Yep. Uh, and of course, it comes from... You, you can feel more power who is right more. Uh, between woman, between ladies, uh, it's a different way of conversation would be. And sometimes it's difficult to keep up conversation. <laughs> Myself, too. I, I noticed that if I'm moving away from the, from the subject, I need to, to put it back. Mm. That's the nature, right? Yeah. So in this case, just to accept to see person as a person, that that's that's what I would say. Uh, say not like a man, not like a woman. Uh, just deal with things uh, how it has to be done on the win-win situation to everybody and feel good. That's the balance needed to be in this
0: industry. The other thing you mentioned was good, good and bad, not necessarily. Differentiating them or looking at the looking at that in an equanimous way, in an even way, that's a really interesting statement to make. You know, because quite often when things are good, we're getting excited and happy, and when things are bad, we're getting angry and reacting. But what you said about being even around good and bad, I could imagine that that philosophy would help the construction industry a lot. You know, that we saw we, we, we took an equitable um, economist view. How, where does that, for you, I mean how does that help you? Where, where does that come from with you?
1: Oh it's uh, definitely from self-development in, in during the difficult times uh, when I reflected that it is in me and not in the situation. I, I went through a couple of courses, uh, courses like Landmark Forum. like I, I listened to um, Jordan Peterson uh, a lot on the YouTube. So there are some quite a good philosophers and psychologists are quite popular. so I, I realized and I started to look in myself in some subjects or during the daytime, what we used to do is we we'll always look at the bad because they are, uh, they related to fear. Uh, they're much stronger and then i always look what is good thing about this happen or what is good thing today happen and they are like 50 50. Uh, one builder told me amazing thing which works every day every morning i wake up and i say something good gonna happen today without thinking what is ha- going to happen By saying it, my husband using it, and he said, he also said amazing things happen. Because you tell yourself to look into the good things, every single day, something good happening. It really gives you lifting up your mood and seeing bad things differently. So there's always a balance, but there's a subconsciously, there's a constant happiness of something happening and then at the end of the day you think i knew it's going to be something good and you every single day you find something good happen to you
0: that's so important i find that too you, when you take that positive approach and also i i kind of think there's something i think about is if for example you've got a decision to make or there's a road that you're following and there's a fork in the road and one appears to be the good the good road and one appears to be the bad road. And I kind of think that most people would say, well, I'm gonna take the good road. But what I've learned in life is that positive and negative live together. They collude together. So if you if you're taking the good road, you know there'll be challenges along the way. If you take the bad road, there'll be positive things along the way. So it kind of helps me to be objective and equanimous about life and ah well if it's a challenge this is a challenge then i know there's a way i can sit back and look at the pieces of the puzzle because i know there'll be a piece that will go in there that will get me started again Yet, yeah, if i take the easy route or the route that seems to, to riches or or the good decision i know looking at the puzzle there'll be a piece of the puzzle that's going to be a challenge so i need to find that one and put that one in to get me going again
1: <laughs> true true it's the same in development when something is going wrong or you lose some professional person then another one will come in place who is actually going to be with you for years of journey of your journey development journey you think if bad things didn't happen good wouldn't appear it's always a balance yeah balance yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah. So, so what do you find so you talked about the hotel that large project that you did tell us a bit more about the challenges of of that and particularly around the investment the contract how it all fitted together uh, what were the main challenges and how you overcame them
1: oh definitely definitely many of them and uh, relates to qs specifically or qs or project development uh, forms just to be more in the numbers and uh, explain the situation from a developer side. If I borrow £100,000 for development under 10%, because it's usually bullet it's development uh, loan, usually quite expensive. I would put 10000 or uh, 10% annual, £100,000. And we start the project. Of course, you have to go through the architect, engineer, all the calculation. Take some time. But you needed to have this money available. So you make this available. And before, of course, uh, you make the plan timelines. You discuss the um, how long time will it take to produce the drawings, calculations of how much it will cost, and so on. And, of course, the invoice is starting up. The architect will charge you. QS will go through the list. Make a list also will charge you, and so on. So if there are any delays on, on the process, uh, someone is not replying on time and the deadline already passed, you have interest rate to pay. And the interest rate, in case if you have already, uh, usually you already have a cash flow from somewhere where you put money in to pay interest rate, you still have some urgencies happening with another portfolio, which is actually recently happened to me, had some delays. Then one of the tenants moved out from the house. I had to put twenty thousand into refurbishment. So the money, of course, saved money goes there. And then there's a, and then there's a delays of payment of invoices coming up. So uh, to professional people, right? So there is um, a timeline where things can happen where you can lose the money and then you don't have any preparation development is not starting up you already had emergency happen once in five years and it will happen exactly in that moment and when you go back to when people are ready to produce the preparation for the project you already wiped out financially nobody sees it in this case there was a i realized just recently my fear of losing people, my fear of losing professional people, I did not speak out about it. I don't want to lose them because I feel I need them for the project because it took some time to find them. But at the same time, it feels it's been unrespectful. Um, so there's a lots of feelings and thoughts going on, going back to actually personality. But what happened is from the cash flow, you just draining down when there's delays. And when it when it comes to the moment of start building up, you're already in a, such a tight budget. And in this case, again, people getting ill, they have trips with their kids to holidays. Suddenly, they say, "I have a different agenda for next half a year," and this agenda again moving for another couple of months. So, and then in the end, you're getting stressed because of. Money, like if I would say 100,000 and it's 1,000 every month coming out of the budget, you're getting less and less and less money towards the end of the project. But then there's, a, it's usually development loan has to be returned in a certain time, like usually one year plus six months extension. Depends on the investor, depends on the situation, amount, condition of the investor who is giving you lending. Then another part stressing out because you need to reform, uh, return money. So in this case, you are going back to the lender and explain the situation. You go back to architect, you go back to the engineers and the constructors, depends on which part of the project you are in. And you're going between two parties and you're getting completely exhausted, stressed you start pulling out money from your own budget, but your own money is not also on the bank account automatically being typed in in the bank statement. They come from the earnings. There's another uh, human being, I would say, of people think if you're doing such things and if you already have the hotel, you have millions behind you. That's the appearance, but you cannot remove it from anyone. You know, or if people think, oh, this is government-made, uh, owns the airport. They have lots of money coming from taxes, actually coming from your own salary. Nobody cares about other, not, not, not nobody, no, it's not a good word. Usually appearance, that's what tells people, and then they behave based on that. But they don't know what is behind it. And this is very important to put it statement straight away in the beginning of the conversation when you start the project. And so that's the way it is. And it will, if we are in, we are fully in, if we are not fully in, if we're not committed, we cannot go, but go for, for the project because now I choose to have peace of mind and not to look good in the project development world. But that that's get back to the cash flow uh that's what's happening. It delays it uh, creates the uh, budget smaller and creates more stress around the business around the life as well. yeah,
0: coming back to what you mentioned about having peace of mind, a lot of us in development scene and in construction scene we're always very nervous to talk about when money's tight mm-hmm. Because we think if we if we're open and transparent about, yes, we have cash flow problems, mm-hmm. we think everyone's going to abandon us. You know, we think we might lose clients or customers or suppliers, you know, so a lot of companies and individuals keep that information close to their chest and try and work things out. So nobody actually finds out. And, and as you say, people think they're OK. I'm wondering if there's anything we could do to change that culture. If if people were more open and transparent about talking about the cash flow, the finances at the front end, perhaps we wouldn't have so many insolvencies or so many project failures, you know, if we were only to club together and to talk about that and find ways of going, moving forward. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you feel about it? I mean, is it wise to discuss with the team? Or who would you discuss those those difficulties with? Or would you think there's situations where actually I, I would need to keep that confidential?
1: No, it has to be transparent. Fully, fully, fully agree. I even feel like to have an Excel list with what money available at this moment, what is the interest rate from that, where whose charges are the listed what is the agreement and everybody architect qs engineer business advisor everybody sees the same uh, document uh, on the daily basis because the costs will be keep adding up and we can see how much left in the project Uh, from my point the way i starting the project let's say in february we had a zoom call with architect business advisor engineer and we discussed about the next steps and the engineer would say my costs are let's say three and a half thousand for that specific part of the work and uh, to apply for example for the local municipality to get approval for the sewage sustainable sewage so it's been done a lot of researches uh, so it got into his stage to work on it. And I said, so let's discuss time and money because this part is like how you call it elephant in the room. Right. And I want to be clear, anything what you charge me in case of tomorrow, by some reason you are not in the project, whatever reason I can have this work, which I paid for I can take it and move it to the next person, next professional engineer, architect who will not charge me anymore for that part, but will build up the n- next stages and charge me for the next stages. And that's what I like to have. And the way I would do if the work is not completed, let's say we're applying, doing I'm giving just example as to explain my approach to financial discussion of the start of the project. I asked, how do you charge? Because, of, for example, you prepare for the application, you do application, but then you need to get a feedback from municipality. And then in the end, for example, if you're not here, I need to pass it to somebody else to discuss it. Somebody else will charge me as well, right? So in this case, the person said, I will charge you 50% for that out of three and a half thousand. And then when we get permission, I will charge you another 50%. Clear. A few months later, I'm receiving full invoice of three and a half thousand on the day of application. So in this case, the trust or I was very, very clear about the way I work about time and money. And we had an agreement with other people on Zoom. That's the way it's going to be. But then this agreement is not being kept. Now I receive the full charge. So means if by some reason this person is not in the project, I have to hire somebody else will take some time and will will charge me again for communication with the municipality to get the application approved. So this is something what I would repeat again. But in this case, if a second time happen, I want to have peace of mind. I am not working and I will stop working with that specific person because as longer you get into the project, as more you get involved in respons- financial responsibilities, and more and more difficult to find and replace somebody else because the works would start. So that's the way I like to deal with time and money and be clear in the beginning when we do agreement about timing and money.
0: Let's continue with our fascinating discussion in a moment. But first, I'd like to give listeners the opportunity to dive into a world of financial enlightenment with our sponsor, Know Your Numbers. If you want to master your numbers and unlock your business's true potential, and if you're ready to take control of your financial destiny, click the Know Your Numbers link in the podcast notes to find out more. In the meantime, let's get back to our guest. I like your approach because quite often it's left a little bit loose. You know, people are kind of not really clear about... They might have the, the the money side of it or the time side of it, but not, not contractually tie the two together. And in the construction industry, we often use standard forms of contract, which are often amended. But, you know, to have the approach where you have that kind of personal agreement where you're this is how we're going to behave. This is how we're going to proceed. You know, you mentioned if they're not on the project, what sort of things have you experienced where they start the job or start the project and don't finish it?
1: Actually, at the very beginning, I already can see how a person is communicating and committed, even on the communication time. And when people say, I will be there at 12 o'clock, and before 12, I did not receive the message of, sorry, I'm late on traffic, or just within a few minutes at least, and I'm expecting a person to turn up at exactly 12 o'clock. That's what I would do, and I would do if I stuck in traffic or if I'm on a phone calls, I will try my best to to get in there are sometimes of course situations but you can it's obvious situations like I've lost my phone and I couldn't reach uh, that I'm late but uh, I want to ask you you mentioned in the, your previous question about the, the way contractors work uh, Qs and how you said you're afraid to lose your customer in which sense how is that from your side as Qs? Or as architects engineers around you while you're working and you discuss the situation what is happening with you guys uh, as professional team uh, towards the developer how is that for you
0: if a contractor was to go to their client whether that's the developer or you know they're a, a main contractor and say look I've got some cash flow issues and That may affect the delivery of my service. Uh, And so you might think, coming back to, oh, yeah, we agreed, you know, I wanted to have that trust that you were going to do this particular job by this time for that particular fee or that particular price. Now you're telling me that you've actually had a problem on another project. I suppose similar to your situation where you had that other property that you had to put the 20 grand in and then it made you tight on this particular project so in the same way i call it it's kind of peter to pay paul in in a way you know and i talk about that a lot and i know it goes on in all businesses and it's prevalent in the construction industry and i i think it's a root cause and it's a challenge that we all have to um to improve cash flow because if we're robbing peter to pay paul we're immediately slowing cash down because we're having to do these extra decisions, these extra negotiations, this extra juggling act, if you like, you know, which takes time to sort out, doesn't it? And conversations to have. So if I was to come to you and say, "Look, oh, you know we've got this issue, I've had an issue on another project. It's either going to take my time up for three or four days, or it's actually means I've got to push some money there, you know. I think as a client, you would lose confidence. You think, what am I going to do about this? So I think that's why people are reluctant to give the full picture. But I think in a cultural change, if we could, and this is a dream, but if we felt that we were all in it together. So let's say, rather than looking at ourselves as individuals, we looked at the world from a collective conscience or a collectiveness that we're we're all connected in some way then if our supplier or our uh, advisor had a problem and he felt open and it was really it's all about if it's on a project it's not just he's his problem it's all about problems you know so so in that from that perspective if it would change take a change of mindset and a change of culture and a big shift for us to all look at, well, why are we all here? What are we all doing? Are we aligned in our values aligned? And if we are, and we're all in it together, then if somebody has a problem like that, you know, it could be like, we all have that problem. And that way, in theory, we could all muck in and sort that problem out. What can we do to sort it out? Because I know your abilities, I appointed you because I know you're the best person for the job. Unfortunately, you've had this issue. So I'm still believing you in, in delivering the project, but you've got this challenge. You've got this You've got this mountain to get over or this hoop to go through. I think that probably one of the problems we have is the way that traditional contracts are structured and traditional standard forms of contracting there's always the right and the obligation you know the compliance the default so you're either compliant or you're in default and if you're in default you're in breach of contract and if you're in breach of contract then the contract has certain remedies mm-hmm. so it's more about the contract of you know this is they're in breach of contract so they have their contract has to close down so it's more about that person's got problems. So contractually we push them away and contractually we're pushing away rather than saying well you know let's have a look at it whatever that problem is can we can we resolve it and move forward so there's two camps there's there's those that would think it's a pipe dream to for people to feel that they're working as a collective you know and and some people actually have a business plan that that makes money out of the standard form of contract, the breaches of contract, they're holding someone in breach, they're pushing somebody away. So in construction, sometimes it will be, say the main contractor is running out of budget or the developers running out of budget, they'll use the supply network, the supply chain to fund part of that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and even the less scrupulous ones might say, for example, they had a large project, and let's say the bricklaying package was was there, and that that bricklaying package, and, and the main contractor was uh, over budget by let's let, let's say a hundred grand, mm-hmm. you know, through the contract. They would start to ask the bricklayer for substantiation about his applications and they would try to blame the bricklayer for the delay and the delay would cost money. And then they're starting to make contra charges and deduct money. And all the time what they're doing is that they're reducing the amount of liability to back up their budget, you know, and and then they'll get to a point where the bricklayer's got no income he's still paying his bricklayers and they say well you're in breach of contract now we're going to have to terminate your contract which saves them the outstanding money to the bricklayer mm-hmm. could be 100 grand that deals with our budget problem and we'll just get another bricklayer in you know? Yeah. so so there are these scrupulous that will use the system to cover over if they've got problems which is one side of the extreme but the other side is i think the more positive way and if we're thinking about the journey rather than the end the piece of room music rather than the end of the piece of music so we enjoy each piece rather than having to wait to the end to enjoy the piece of music you know so if we're if we're working together which i think is much more virtuous uh and and i think at the end of the day better for cash flow better for communities better for mental health yeah. better for our peace of mind and we work together as a collective on on the other side we we can we can say oh, okay mr bricklayer we've actually got a budget problem you know Mm -hmm. so we're Mm going to struggle to pay you Mm -hmm. so let's sit down and let's work out but there's unlikely a main contractor is going to say that because he could be in breach of contract he could risk the bricklayer uh, walking off site you know and he doesn't want to lose the bricklayer he doesn't like you said you know it takes a long time to build a relationship mm-hmm. to get the right people to work with to mm-hmm. get the right professional team to work with to get the right supply network to work with the right contractors to work with and and the prospect of losing them you know, if you're going to tell them, we've got a budgetary problem, we've got trouble switching finance, or the finance company have re looked at their risk profile and their drawdowns going to be less this month, so we can't pay you the full amount. You know, so they're reluctant to say that because they don't want to lose, and it goes back to you. You know, you're either losing or you're gaining, and that's where the fear comes in. You know, so so I think from from that perspective, I think that's that's the I would say the challenges to being open and transparent, although it does happen. It's really lovely and refreshing hearing your approach as a developer, you know, because we don't normally hear the developer side of things. And then we we kind of point, you know, start shooting missiles Mm -hmm. in all directions. And 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 to hear that is it's refreshing to understand the challenges that those that we're contracted to have as well you know because quite often we just think of ourselves what what are we getting paid is challenges do happen you know in finances we want to get off one finance onto another or there might be a challenge on another portfolio or another project that we have to deal with and we have to kind of juggle stuff at the end of the day if the developers robbing peter to pay paul the main contractors robin peter to pay paul the supply chain network are robin peter to pay paul that's all right until the dominoes fall over and mm-hmm. then and then it it, it becomes a a dispute, delay, disruption. So, so I like your refreshing a, a, approach, and it's something that I would like to encourage and engender that we work more as a collective. Yes, we do have to have contracts, but maybe the contracts have to. Maybe the contracts could include part about this is how we're going to behave with each other if these problems arise, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. and I think that's maybe the mis, maybe partly the missing link.
1: Mm. I am getting a lot from your story. It's not, it's not a story, it's a fact. The conversation based on facts, what you've done for so many years as QS. And I love to hear it more because if we understand each other, we know how to work. Because what I realize, we're afraid to lose each other and we don't want to look uh, professional because someone kick us out from the project. At the same time, what happened as well, when the developer is short on money, because life has happened, you you will never be able to predict parts of life where the problem will appear. It can be even in a personal another part is the personal uh life. If it happened to me in 2014, I think it was, Builder was getting divorced. And it affected my project.
0: Mm.
1: On the project where I was supposed to put about 30,000 on the construction, even less, I've lost 10,000. It's a big part of, and I've lost about one year by looking for another builder. Mm. In the meanwhile, a lot of materials have been wasted by sitting in the house. It's just because, first of all, he got depressed and then he completely disappeared although he was the best friend of my joint venture partner after 30 years of friendship that could happen you would never expect it. you would ne- that's what i uh, always keep in mind and uh, like to have also personal connection with my professional team to understand in which emotional state the person is it's kind of like sounds a little bit maybe too much but that's the life can bring also some problems into your projects.
0: I, I think it's really important what you're saying and, and just checking in on the emotional state of the people that you're working with, in construction especially, you know, mental health issues. Suicide is is very high in the construction industry. And maybe, you know, at that initial outset, you know, maybe maybe it's worth setting out, you know, okay, here's our contract. This is the way we're going to work. How we're going to behave with each other. If those life events happen, you know yeah. what's our backup plan? You know what happens if you suddenly are going through a divorce? What happens if you're suddenly ill? What happens if you're you know you're finding that you're suffering from something's triggered you're 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 feeling depressed, you can't function properly. You know because you're right exactly what you said earlier is about we're we're working with people you know and I, say, I think sometimes we forget that sometimes we think we're working with contracts but we're actually working with people aren't we and when your builder doesn't turn up on a monday and and like you say you know if you arrange to meet someone at 12 o'clock and they're not there and they haven't given you a call then that's a very very important indicator of a their commitment to your project to you or it could be that something's wrong, and they haven't been able to contact you. And so, I think making things clear, like you say, make things clear at the beginning that you know this is the way we want to behave. If we've met, if we've we've made an appointment to meet at twelve, we need to meet at twelve. And if you don't call me, or, or you should call me, or I should call you. If I can't make it, there's a problem. And if you don't call, I'll assume there's something wrong, and I'll I'll try and contact you. And I think that's very important because sometimes these small things, it's like big doors uh, swing on small hinges, don't they? And, and sometimes it's the small things that end up creating the biggest problems mm-hmm. and the things we overlook. And, you know, we all like to think, oh, we're all in the development game. We're in construction. We're all big and roughly toughy We've got a contract that we have to fulfill. Nine times out of 10, it's because somebody along the line there hasn't been able to do their job for whatever reason and they've been frightened to say anything about it. I've got this issue coming up, but it affects. So if I went into depression or if I disappeared for a couple of days, it's going to affect your 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 mm-hmm. project. So it's best to work out how we're going to deal with those situations. Let's be open and honest beforehand, because even though I will need support that is affecting your project, which is a commercial enterprise, you've got investors money that you're responsible for, that you've got to fulfill the project to make it profitable and make it work. So I think we don't do enough of what happens if mm-hmm. there is a problem, a death in the family a family issue, now, let's be open and honest how we deal with those situations because yeah. quite often they can be the, the the things that affect the commercial viability of a project and I don't think we put enough weight on it and some people use it as an excuse. I mean, for example, a lot of people now they'll say, oh yeah, yeah, I've got COVID, i I tested positive COVID this week so sorry I can't come in as if it's their right to affect the commercial viability of the project but with all sympathy to people that might have COVID or be ill if there's something in place that uh, that deals a contingency of that so it might be if I'm off I will provide a substitute you know so in the event that I'm off for a few days we're going to identify who your substitute is going to be now we're going to identify a locum so coming back to your your question actually Yelena about the professional team and them not being able to finish the the project in the RICS what what they have is and it's it's a bylaw theirs, is that if you're a practitioner you you need a, a locum so you appoint another a loc what they call a locum what does that mean a locum yeah so it's somebody that if for example you're ill or you can't continue a project for any reason or you're absent or you go on holiday you appoint a locum at the beginning so a locum is another that was a qs firm that mm-hmm. he was using a qs you would at the beginning of the project say who's your locum going to be in case you you're off on holiday oh. and they would they would appoint another qs or another qs firm that will step into their shoes for the time that they're on holiday so that's that's something to organize at the front end so that you get continuity and that could go down the line so the bricklayer okay so if your company you went on holiday who's going to step into your shoes while you're on holiday and it's not a loose agreement so if it's a quantity surveyor or an architect they will have and you can require them to have a proper locum agreement between them and the person that's going to step into their shoes so the person steps into their shoes they have an agreement they get paid what you would have paid the other guy for that period of time until they come back and then they come back so so it has to be an agreement but Mm -hmm. it would be something that not many people do but I would consider would be a good thing to do down the line with your professional team, with your contractor, key individuals. So the site foreman, very important person. What happens if the site foreman has a personal emergency or crisis? Who's going to step into his shoes? So if you have a locum agreement at the beginning, so Mr. Foreman, yeah. who will step into your shoes, we're going to appoint Mr. Joe Bloggs and we're going to have a proper agreement with Mr. Joe Blogs, with a novation clause to you. Mm-hmm. So you can exercise that novation clause in the event mm-hmm. that they can't, you know, oh, so you get continuity for your, you get continuity for your project.
1: Oh, wonderful. Thank you very much for the tip. I'm going to use it today on the meeting (laughs) 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 actually there's a one thing i want to go back but uh, not back i uh, remember now what i wanted to mention about that's also relates to if something happened in a different areas of your business and where the money has to go and cover up that's what professional team may afraid of that something else will happen there is, ne- we never know what can happen. We all try to do and to deal with things. One thing just needs to be open. You cannot really list of areas of life and you can say I have a, a 50,000 saved in case of my houses will needs to be restructured, totally going to a different part of the project. I'm trying to get like, I'm trying to, uh, it's not enough of cash flow, I would say, to cover up all the areas because every time you start new project with a fully different, I would say, economy. Uh Family has own economy. It relies on certain income. Uh, the portfolio of the buy-to-lets, they have own income and savings. The project of the hotel, they have a different economical or uh, budget and savings. Uh, but anything can happen, which is can have to balance and have to be pulled out from somewhere. So in this case, you cannot really give all information out. Uh, otherwise, what I noticed when people are not in the investment world, but they are earning as employees, or if they are uh, on the self-employed, like most of uh, architect profession- professionals like Engineers, architects, QS, they rely on the project and that's their income as a self-employed. Maybe they would not really fully would understand and it may scare them all the openness, uh, the the transparency of things. What I think, this is again, it's from my side, trying to explain to other side. And I see it's not always working, but also explanations can scare away. Hmm people that's why you don't want to i would i would call it explanation uh, just as a general terms but more transparency you want other party understand that's where you are the thing is to me the you try to deal with things not to to have a different sort of agreement or starting agreement i've seen one time only one agreement starting from this agreement is about to keep communication and to to keep relationship good in any cases, whenever will happen. That's the first line of the agreement.
0: Mm.
1: And when you read it, I'm not saying like literally how it was, but like it was beautifully mentioned. And then you start reading agreement in a different way with a different approach. And that was most powerful agreement, I would say I've seen. And I think this has to stay to keep the relationship between people good. No matter what happened, it has to be uh, treated each other. uh, Don't use any words which can harm other people. um, To listen till the end, what other person is saying from their point of view. And to be listened as well. And then it has to be said on time or even in advance, because with finance, a little bit in advance can happen. It needs to be clarified uh, straight away. But because of the fact what you already, where you are as a professional, either developer, QS, architect, it's already shown that you've been dealing with things to get to this level. When there's a lack of 3,000, 5,000 of uh, delay of paying you know, of invoices, when you done already, bigger job and you completed it, it's already showing that you will do complete it. The only thing is about time to solve the issue. Sometimes when it's COVID, completely everything shut down. How much time, we don't know. What we know is just we just need to wait and deal with things whenever we have now and deal with each other. Some people would uh, really start threatening by let's say, I was two weeks from getting mortgage, two weeks. It was on the 6th of March I was approved for the mortgage when 19th of March, twentieth, when COVID and everything shut down, all the applications went back. And 1st of April, I was supposed to return the loan. And I've got lots of threatens, a lot, to... Even mentioning my kids. That's how tough it was. Mm. Uh, of course, this is now uh, even personal relation. They said they know where are my kids going to school.
0: Where, shocking!
1: Shocking! Shocking! And you are as adult. You have to stay home. You cannot walk kids to school. That was the rules. And you know, for months, y- you have to find the money. But in this case, I knew couple, uh, the, yeah, those people uh, for a few years. And I could hear once in a while uh, some sentences. And you always believe it's not going to happen to you. But you feel that in that way of area. I don't know, was it done or not? It's just, or maybe it's just the words in threads, but it does not matter that someone could do it. Mm. No, you cannot really ignore it. Uh, and then, meanwhile, there are a couple of other ones really giving a lot of pressure. Uh, so, which one, if I get money, which one I can solve it? So it's a how say force majeure when things happen with COVID, and then suddenly you just completely naked. I would say so. Yeah, um, that's another part to understand. Yeah, the the other party. So yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, you live in fear non-stop 100 percent of your time
0: that is a dark side to construction and a dark side of any 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 business when you know and those things do happen and you know what what can you do people could be your best friend but when things go wrong they soon turn against you mm-hmm. you know in in a, in a construction contract as well you know you can be working happily as a team when things go wrong people can soon turn against you normally a commercial basis but as you've experienced you know the threats the death threats the, the the threats to your family does happen and people that you felt thought were were, were working with you uh, in a constructive manner then turn into something else and and I, I think that's very important it probably reinforces initial choosing people that to work with that you're working with long term that you can know and trust mm-hmm. and making clear you know this is this is the way we're going to behave if this happens or if that happens and and actually really working with people that hold the same values as you maybe holding the same philosophy about life as Mm you you know i'm working with these guys they're going to play a play a key role in my project what is their background you know what do they do on a weekend do they go out to the pub getting drunk all weekend or are they, you know, are they a family person, or are they, you know, do they are they following some philosophy of of, of passivity and nonviolence? Uh, is that their values, or, you know, is it? What's the likelihood of 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 you know how this is going to escalate with them, how they're going to react if things go wrong, and I can't mm-hmm. pay them, and and that's the big thing, and and I think to 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 really kind of look at that. At the beginning i think is, is is very important isn't it
1: yes uh but just getting back uh, to people we, we spoke a lot about more difficulties and challenges because that's the way we feel like there's more difficulties uh, in our work or in our world of profession but there are some very good things and i think it can be given as example how to and on the real personal examples yeah because of course we collect and we know from experience how someone can get divorced or someone delayed there was a also uh, yeah uh, someone can get an accident and an accident with brain damage and that ca- what happened as well uh, recently and the person cannot explain Talking about men and woman, a woman would say, I have this. And they will say lists of things, what they are worried about and what hurts them. They don't worry about to look bad. Uh, when men usually try to cover it, they don't like to go to the doctor, not to look ill or whatever reason. I'm just taking yeah. all examples. From- <laughs> yeah, correct. But if by saying that I've had some injury and I cannot produce drawings because my hand is broken, for example. That is okay. That is also clear to understand what person is going through. So you understand that you put project away on the site for a couple of months or one month depends on or somebody else replacing needs some time to get into the project. So this is also okay to to speak about it. But there are some good parts, and I think that was amazing. Uh, amazing parts what happened to me and i think that was a life important to me and actually it's very difficult to find builders like what i have now and i work with um, this building company already for five years uh i've had the difficulties it was miscalculation of the building of the hotel and i just feel like to mention it to really to speak out about this heroism about being brave as a person as a professional um and um, so it was underestimated like 50% and it was during the COVID time. And I'm in the middle of the project, money was running down, and the builder took over. I was looking for money, of course. In the meanwhile, I was refinancing a couple of houses I had uh, by to let uh, to bring some funds into the project in order not to stop. But the builder took all responsibility for two months. Uh, he was paying himself to the construction builders. I'm builder the owner of the building company, to keep project going while I was looking for money. And when his funds were running down, he was saying he will keep amount of people in order just to keep up like going step by step while he has to work somewhere else. It is so big and you know, I can say this is dream of my life, you know, to, to build this hotel to have the hotel to own the hotel <laughs> now i know how it is i built my dream and to me it's a it's a it's a life important situation and it kept me emotionally uh, peaceful during those couple of months um uh, so which like i have amazing amount of gratefulness you know and actually with uh, with building company i'm working now Every time, if something happens, if I don't have phones, I'm mentioning, I do not have, I am looking for, but I like to pay as soon as possible every in the end of the week to pay off for the week, which was passed. And I know there's so much integrity. I will give another example. And I think this is something what any developer will notice. If you are the builder and listening to this podcast, if you show your integrity, in the just this simple example, during the COVID, only deliveries would come to the project, like a delivery of wood and so on. And it was a part of wood, which was very expensive at that time. You know, it went up like four times price uh, around April time. We had delivered a lot of beams or some wooden, wooden parts, which wasn't ours. There was a mistake. The builder actually called them up. And they say it was delivery, but it's not our, we could cut it and use it for something else, right? Nice couple of thousand uh, pounds to be delivered for free. Or it was, he would just directly clean it up and he say, this is not ours, please come to pick it up. Or I don't remember, maybe he took it and brought it to the store. There was another three tons of uh, sand have been delivered when we ordered only two. He Actually, we were, I went with him to the store. And he said, I'm paying for extra ton of sand, which you delivered to us. It wasn't for us, but I'm paying for it because I still need it. And they were shocked. They said, you could just have it and you don't have to pay it. I mean, I am respecting it. I Mm. cannot explain how much. And I know if something would happen in my related uh, situation to me, I know that is his way of working to have integrity. So in case of something, and I'm, I'm living in Amsterdam and I have projects here in UK, and it's quite difficult sometimes to really trust from the side. It's like, oh, something went a little bit off, uh, which is not like, yeah, I have a questions, yeah? Uh, instead of thinking like uh, trying to overcharge me or buying extra materials on the site and using it for own project or something like that, I'm not even thinking about it. I know that there's a, something what I don't know. And usually when I pick up the phone I call, there's always a clear, obvious reason for mm. a certain uh, decision. So that's why to work with people, you trust is, it gives you peace of mind. It gives you a life. Um, yeah, you get your life back and enjoyment in the project love the journey. I'm so excited. Today I'm signing the purchase of the house, and we're working on that project. It's just—it's a, a small house, uh, four bedrooms. I'm excited about it, and I know I can go with kids to travel on vacation, and I know things will be completed, and I know it will be done. If something not the way I like, but maybe on the taste of the builder who will dis- make best decision to do it, that's okay. You know, if there's a hook will be on a different side of the wall, or that's that's the that's okay. It's a small thing. But the bigger thing is like it's a trust and transparency.
0: Time for a quick fire round now, Elena? Yeah, yes. Okay. So first question. Mm-hmm. How do you start your day? Oh,
1: from my six thirty in the morning. And I said something good gonna happen today. I got up, made my bed, get ready and started to work. That was my start of the day.
0: (laughs) When are you most productive?
1: Most productive? When I have sport done on a regular basis, when I drink enough water to hydrate myself, and when I feel control of my thoughts, that's where I am most productive.
0: What's something new happening in your life right now?
1: Oh, I'm completely going back to the same projects which actually gave me so much <laughs> profit. I'm going back to the boring stuff. Uh, and, I've yeah, I see what happened I realize my fears were way more and clear and it gives my life also much easier. That's what new things happening.
0: What does adventure look like to you?
1: Oh, it's unexpected. You don't know what you don't know. I'm excited for that. That's adventure in real life, in, real, in the personal life, in the friendship life, in the projects, in the trips, I just let it go and I open up the door. I'm very curious what's going to happen.
0: What thing would you love to do that might surprise your friends and family? Oh, that's a tricky one,
1: quirky one. <laughs> quirky one. <laughs> what surprised them? Wow, what a nice question. Uh, Well, I do cheat eating chocolates. When I'm not saying I am, uh, I do. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) accepting. I love it. I love
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Name a challenge that you overcame that changed your life.
1: Oh, definitely the hotel building. This, a huge step up. Yeah.
0: Who or what inspires and motivates you?
1: Oh, many people. Many people, um, achievers, from my point of view, achievers in a certain area, again, of uh, uh, life. But kids, my kids inspire me. I learn from them a lot. I see how the human being developed. And I can see what we are losing or blocking ourselves from being abundant. Uh, and they definitely, both, I have boy and a girl, and both of them are my biggest motivators, I would say.
0: What does success mean to you?
1: Uh, satisfaction, fulfillment, self-realization, um, and, yeah, human love, I would say.
0: Love, that's- What advice would you give your young self thanks for joining us on construction cash flow sponsored by know your numbers remember when you know your numbers you're in control of your destiny keep building your success story and don't forget to explore further by following the link in the podcast notes